Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. I believe that most lawmakers in the state and country would have at this point resigned, but I don't think that most people find it surprising that Andrew Cuomo has not. This morning, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo already staring down a possible impeachment, now potentially facing criminal charges. He is one of the, I don't know if stubborn's the right word, but um, longtime observers, um, people who has watched the state politics for years, notice that he is one of the most um, resilient politicians they know, and also that he has specifically doubled down to insist that he hasn't done anything wrong and it's not like him to take back something that he said. 11 women have accused Cuomo of sexual harassment. One of them, Brittany Camisso, has filed a criminal complaint against him. She told her story in an exclusive interview with CBS This Morning and Albany's Times Union newspaper. I do think he needs to resign and I also do think that he needs to seek counseling. I do think that he needs professional help. I do think that he, you know, he has many things that he needs to work through. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, Anna Grunewald on whether this is the end for Andrew Cuomo. Good morning. I'm joined here today by Ann Clark and June Kim, the two lead attorneys who were designated as special deputies to the Attorney General's office to announce the findings of their investigation into allegations of sexual harassment made against Governor Andrew Cuomo. Um, It was less than a week ago that the Attorney General released a report we had been waiting on for about five months that was looking into sexual harassment allegations against the governor. The independent investigation has concluded that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women and in doing so violated federal and state law. And while... Much of what was in the report was information that had been previously reported. There were some new anecdotes in there, um, specifically about a state trooper who was assigned to his personal protective detail. The governor's pattern of sexually harassing behavior was not limited to members of his own staff, but extended to other state employees, including a state trooper who served on his protective detail. And some other stories about how his staff had um, collaborated in some of the uh, situations that made these women afraid to come forward. The executive chamber's workplace culture created the conditions that allowed the sexual harassment and retaliation to occur and to persist. Essentially, the attorney general said that the 11 accounts that they had detailed in the report were credible and then just kind of laid that out there for people to do what they wish. She didn't make any specific recommendations. Hmm. However, since then, um, at least five district attorneys have launched um, investigations into whether there was any um, criminal wrongdoing um, in some of those accounts. And the Assembly Impeachment Committee said that they would be moving forward as quickly as possible. They have almost concluded their separate 
but parallel probe into some of these accounts and some other scandals the governor was dealing with. Mm -hmm. And um, the governor's top aide, one of the people who has been with him for years and years and one of his strongest defenders, just resigned. Good evening. I'm Joe Torres. And I'm Sandra Bookman. In her resignation letter, Melissa DeRosa wrote, it has been the greatest honor of my life to serve the people of New York for the past 10 years. The move comes just hours after one of Governor Cuomo's accusers spoke publicly for the first time. So we're currently uh, looking at an Andrew Cuomo that we haven't seen since he released a quick video statement response last Tuesday. I want you to know directly from me that I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. We're looking at an assembly who is um, trying to figure out how they can move forward with kicking him out of office. And we're looking at some criminal investigations into whether his behavior was um, more than inappropriate and uh, sexual harassment, as the attorney general said. So we haven't seen Governor Cuomo in a week. And then when we did, it was just that short video statement where he denies the report's findings. At the same time, you have this growing chorus of people in New York calling for him to resign. The president, President Biden, calling for him to resign. Do we have any idea what Cuomo's thinking here? What's going on in the governor's mansion right now? I wish that I did, but people who have talked with him or um, longtime friends who are watching his actions right now have said he's kind of in a a little bit of a denial. And there's a little bit, I think, of an indignation um, that some of these accounts were taken seriously. In his eyes, he said, and his lawyers have said, they didn't occur with the intentions that they are being painted. They ascribe motives I never had. And simply put, they heard things that I just didn't say. What's also um, an interesting part of this is that it's unclear what any future after a executive mansion would be for Andrew Cuomo. We don't even know that he has another place to live. Hmm. And so regardless of any sort of action taken against him, I would assume that there's still kind of a processing, maybe even a five stages of grief sort of situation happening as far as what happens next. Mm. So we're also seeing Cuomo's inner circle kind of collapse in a way right now. You mentioned his top aide, Melissa DeRosa, stepping down, who herself is under scrutiny over trying to discredit one of Cuomo's accusers. Do you think we will see more of that and potentially a situation where like if Cuomo himself is refusing to step down, he's the only person in his administration left? Absolutely. And I think even before the report, um, as these allegations started to come out, that was already happening. We had reported, I think, in in March and April that some of the his top um, aides with the pandemic response were jumping ship. Some of his communication staff said they no longer wanted to be associated with him or because they had known these women who had come forward and um, they were they were very upset by the situation that they had seen reported. And I, I guess that kind of shows to us that perhaps it was more of a um, maybe an open secret among staff or aides um, than anyone would like to admit or think about. Um, but especially now with Melissa DeRosa leading, um, that's that's a huge, huge blow. And trying to think of another person who will come to his defense is very, very difficult. Um, I, I think I've talked to a number of people who have been trying to distance themselves even more from the administration. And we just saw today 
that um, a couple of people who are named in James's report are dealing with their own issues. Alfonso David, who was one of the governor's um, top lawyers a couple years ago, was named in the report as kind of being pulled back into Cuomo's inner circle to work on some of the the defense that they would have mounted against these women who had come forward um, earlier this year. And he is currently the president of the Human Rights Campaign, and they just said that they are actually launching an internal investigation into whether or not the actions that he reportedly did in, in the report were appropriate and in accordance with their organization's values. And so there's these ripple effects across progressive networks across the country now. And um, I would think that a lot of people at some point would be trying to get their names as far away from that as they could. So at this point, Cuomo's impeachment is impending. State lawmakers announced yesterday that they're planning to proceed with, quote, all due haste, meaning articles of impeachment could be approved later this month or in September. And then there'd be a trial fairly shortly after that. What sort of message do you think it sends if Cuomo is impeached and if lawmakers do ultimately decide to kick him out of office? I think it sends a message that there have been pretty strong strides made in whether or not the state and country is going to take these sorts of reports seriously. Things that people have been putting a lot of lip service to um, for the past few years, but um, this is maybe the first... (laughs) And for the first, an extraordinarily big test of some of those words. Anna Grunewald, thanks so much for talking with me. Thanks so much. Anna Grunewald co-authors Politico's New York Playbook newsletter. You can find that at politico.com newsletters. Also today... Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin wants to make COVID vaccines mandatory for all 1.4 million service members by mid-September, a date that could be accelerated if needed. That's according to a new memo from the Pentagon chief released on Monday. Austin's memo answers President Biden's request to waive a federal law requiring individuals be given a choice if the vaccine is not fully authorized by the FDA a step expected in early September. In his memo to the force, Austin said he will, quote, seek the president's approval to make the vaccines mandatory no later than mid-September or immediately upon FDA approval, whichever comes first. And Canada's border is now open to fully vaccinated American travelers, but the U.S. is not yet returning the favor. On Monday, there were reports of hours-long lines as people reconnecting with loved ones and other travelers eagerly waited to cross the border. Canada-bound American citizens and permanent residents must be fully vaccinated at least two weeks before arriving at a crossing and are required to have proof of vaccination documents. The U.S. has said it'll keep its closure for Canadians making non-essential trips in place until at least August 21st. Today's episode included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Be sure to subscribe to Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet, and also check out some of our other shows like Politico Energy and Playbook Deep Dive. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.